I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Mark. Mm -hmm. I've been saying for years that Ping help you play your best because that is exactly what they've done for me throughout my entire career. And now I've been having a look at the new Blueprint S and T irons, and boy, they are impressive. So much so... I've got the new Blueprint S irons in my bag at the moment. So what do you like about them so much? I mean, I've never seen you this excited about a golf club. Well, I could go through the specs, which are exceptional, but I won't. I will say, though, that if you're looking for more ball speed and if you want to lower your scores, if you want to mix and match and still look great, you should check them out because the new Blueprint S and T irons, they are definitely worth a look. Nice. Just book in with your local golf shop or professional to arrange a ping club fitting. It's week 21 of the golfing calendar. And now, coming live from the Australian Golf Centre, home of the PGA of Australia and Golf Australia, Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen, and they're going to rake over the coals of a ripping US PGA from the past few days. Let's go. You don't mind? Wouldn't mind you talking birdie to me. So, that's the best PGA I've ever seen. By a mile. Really? Yep. The best one I've ever seen. I can't think of one better US PGA event where an Australian hasn't won and you've been a little bit, you know, warm and fuzzy about an Aussie winning. It was the best one. Okay. Have you? Can you think of a better one? I, well, you know, we were, and we'll talk about this at some point, yeah. Michael Block, you know, someone oh, who came out mate. of the blocks. Yes, we will talk about him. Do you remember, okay, Bob May, Tiger Woods. Yeah, there's a rip-up. Valhalla. That was a ripper. That was incredible. That was a joke. And remember the playoff where he's Tiger's pointing that he's got the finger yes. as he's run it, walking the ball in. Yes. I mean, that was one of the most exciting PGAs I've ever seen. What what happened? Did whose ball was it that was bouncing along the cart path? Tigers. That was Tiger's ball. Yeah. Was, was there any controversy there? I'm trying to think. There was a it little seemed bit to of, come out quite quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> at right angles. Yes. It did. So I remember that. But I do – and Bob May, I remember Bob May, that was the last we saw of Bob May. Yeah, I, I knew Basically. Bob from back in the day. He, he did was, you? Yeah, no, he, he played on tour. He did. Um, I think he was sort of finishing up when I was first starting yeah. over there in the US. But lovely guy and got the most out of his game for one week yeah. and just happened to take Tiger all the way into extra holes, as yeah. it turned out. Actually, I'm just thinking ahead. Um, I know it's not our top five list, but we've got to do a top five one day there the top five players that Tiger Woods ended. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I reckon I've got two. I've got Chris DeMarco and Bob May. Ooh. And I reckon the others, would you wouldn't need many more. You know, just where Tiger Woods beat them in a major mm. and you never saw them again. Well, yeah, DeMarco you did see for a while as well. Yeah, yeah. No, Chris, but almost disappeared. Chris hung around. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm you talking about. You just want about. to bury someone. <laughs> no, <don't> you? <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in a good mood. You, you, you want to bury someone like Hovland buried his bunker shot on oh, 16. Yeah, oh. well, we saw Corey Connors do something similar the day before. You actually, who's go? Is it my go? I should do one on the yes, fairway traps. you should do the masterclass oh, on that. But we'll do that a little bit later. Do you think he was... Um, Thinking about that as he was over the ball, going, hang on, uh, oh, this is the exact same shot Corey Connors had yesterday where he made double. Well, it's a good question. They both hit the ball into sand slash lip right into the same spot. Yes. So they both knifed it. Oh, for sure. It, it's yeah. as simple as that. I mean, they didn't even come yeah. close to hitting the ball flush. Ball was well below their feet. Yeah. So that was the real um, factor there because it's so hard to stay down on that. And the one thing on that particular shot – Worst case, you got to fat it. Yeah. Worst case. And yep. uh, it gets out, you wedge it on, make bogey, and go to the next. But, That's right. Uh, they did the uh, the ultimate uh, sin. It looked like they both of them had short irons. I mean, if, if they yeah, did Hoblin flush had it. Nine iron. Yeah, yeah. If they did flush it. No, they didn't. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was going to get over the lip by a mile. Yeah. 
Yeah, I in mean, both cases. Well, I think. Um, well, when I say a mile, six inches, yeah. which is a mile in that situation. I think Connors might have had play. seven or eight iron yesterday uh, on the Saturday, and yeah. uh, I heard Hovland had about 170 yards, and he had nine iron. Yeah. So he's probably playing to the front of the green, yeah. but he just went at it pretty hard and came up out of it. And you'll explain it yeah. all later, anyway. I'll give you my reasons why it's the best USPGA I've ever seen. Go on. It's re- it's really easy. The golf course was brilliant, and and now we know why. You know, if you, if you couldn't remember from last time, why every rotating championship in America, major, has been at this golf course. So the guy thought the golf course was a winner. I love the rain. Remember when they all had their hats backwards mm. on, was it day two? Yeah, I think it was when I woke here. up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just that rain and watching players battle and, and, and the golf course didn't flood. You know, there wasn't, we were calling... You know, some golf courses, you'd, you'd call them off because the greens would would completely fill up. It was unplayable. We didn't see that. Uh, and then I thought on the last day, for whatever reason, the golf course just seemed to open up a little bit. Mm. So it was a real war of attrition. The first three rounds, they had some tough stuff to get through. And then you flip on the TV in the last day and you were able to do something special. Hello, Cam Davis. Mm. You know, shoot the 65. Cam and Smith. Cam Smith did something similar, absolutely. Um, you know, that, the, which is the short par four that they could drive it on. I saw Cam Davis knock 14. it on that green on 14. Mm. He was one of the only players who could carry those front traps and nail it on. Brooks Kepka did the same thing, and that was a real turning point. Um, and then to have both players in the last group shoot three on the par 67, uh, and that, you know, the score was exactly the same from the start. They both shot 67. There was a one-shot difference at the start. There was a one-shot difference at the end. Was that two? Yeah, Hovland actually shot 68. Okay. So, sorry well, to I'm ruin glad your you party there. <laughs> I thought I was, it was a nice little <laughs> You're on a roll. I, was going I, just okay. wanted, I just wanted to let you go because you're now on I'm such a roll. Scores. <laughs> now I'm checking no. scores. No, but you're right with the golf course. It's set up perfectly, I think, for the final round where you got that Saturday rain. Yeah. Uh, conditions were soft. Brooks... He mentioned, you know, in the press conference afterwards and, and a little bit, I guess, during the week, what he learnt from the Masters. He didn't actually tell anyone what he learnt going into that final round. But all he said was, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. And I think the summation of it was that he had to go out there and win it rather than just kind of let it come to him. Yeah. And the start he got off to was just phenomenal. Yeah. On, almost made birdie on one, birdie two, three, four, and you go, hang on. Here we here go. Here we go. This could be over before the before the half halfway mark and uh, to his credit Hovland played beautiful golf to hang with him like he birdied four and five Brooks hits it way right on six what a hard hole that is by the way I mean call it a par five and it's an easy hole but as a par four it's one of the toughest holes in, yeah. in the world and to him to hit that second shot where he took the drop by the way he took a drop and he's got 213 yards to yeah. the pin and he hit something like a six, six iron, iron out of the rough onto the middle of the green where it had dead left written all yeah. over it into the water again. But he hit a great shot. That was one of the best bogeys of the day. Can, can I ask you a question? Mm. Because I watched that. And it's my recollection that you had if you take relief from a yeah. penalty area, you had to take total relief. Well, he was standing in a hazard. Yeah. No. So that's changed. That clearly has changed, it? yeah. Because I can remember Trevor Hurden, who works in this building, yes. disqualified Greg Norman for doing something like that at Palm Meadows. It might have been a little bit before uh, your okay. time. Yeah. But it was in 1989, Greg Norman on the first hole took a drop uh, from a hazard and someone's called it in like they do and they've gone back and looked at the footage and Greg Norman hadn't taken full relief from the hazard. He was still standing in there. Mm. And Trevor Hurden, mid-round, went and told him, Imagine, well, imagine that conversation. Yeah, well, that anyway, well. Greg, to Greg's yeah. credit, he, mm. he did. He hung around and did the commentary on the Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So I saw that, and I'm thinking, hang on a second, this isn't right. This isn't right. What's, <laughs> what's going on? And no. then there was too many rules officials around yeah. to let it happen. So I thought, well, well, that rules obviously changed. Rules changed. I had a number of people texting me, you know, with the bunker issue on 16 for uh, Connors yesterday. Oh, sorry, Saturday and Hovland yesterday, yeah. uh, where. You know, he embedded it in the face uh, of that bunker on 16, but they yeah. weren't actually in the bunker. They were outside, so you get free relief for embedded ball through the green. So that sort of clears all that up for everyone who was texting yeah. me, by the way. And, and by the way, uh, the, the rule is for both if your ball being on the green or if your ball being out of a hazard, any part of the ball touches the green, you're on the green, any part of the ball touches um, outside of a hazard and you're outside of that hazard. Yeah. Maybe we should so do a rules, rules masterclass here well, as well. This is good, you know. We're catching I'll, up I'll, on everything. I'll, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about uh, it. So I've got to mention this. Did you see Tom Kim 
No. Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> well, he, did, he did his best uh, Woody Austin impersonation. Do you ever see Woody Austin at the President's Cup? No. When he fell into the into the hazard. Yes. Because so, I, I, I was there. I was across yeah. the pond. I watched yeah. the whole thing. You watched thing. him fall in. I watched him fall in. I was, <laughs> I was playing at the hole, which was opposite. Uh, this yeah. is in Royal Montreal, President's Cup, 2007. Woody just falls in the hazard yeah. after hitting a golf shot. And it kind of reminded me a little bit of Tom Kim, although Tom Kim went full mud. <laughs> <laughs> well, I reckon he's found the only quicksand in the state of New York. But that's what happened, was it? His caddy didn't want to get in there either. He didn't want to have a bar of it because uh, he was calling for the caddy to help. He's like, nah, you're good, mate. Yeah. If I come in there, we're both getting stuck. I must have disappeared and, and came back and I saw Tom Kim wearing shorts. So I thought, hang on a second, what the hell's going on? He's wearing shorts. No. This is a joke. And then, you know, as the day unfolded, they kept on going back to yeah. no, the up. quicksand. He rolled the pants up. He took a bath. I don't know if you saw that, though. He took a bath in the creek because no. he disappeared for a while. <laughs> you're joking. No, because he, he came out full no, mud. you joking. And then, he, and then he disappeared and you're going, what's he doing? When he came back up, he's <laughs> obviously popped himself in the creek, given himself a yeah. wash, and uh, away you go. So he said he was already wet. Uh, can I just say, we've got to talk about Michael Block and a tick because yep. I think it's one of the great stories I've ever seen, ever, in sport, to tell you the truth. But um, I, I do want to talk about uh, the aftermath, and I'm I'm really grateful it didn't turn into a PGA Tour v Live mm. scenario. Well, it probably will shortly. Well, yeah, tw- <laughs> no, Twitter will have its way soon, yep. but I'm glad it didn't play out that way in the presentation and the aftermath and everything else. My, my, my view about that situation is that if you're an elite at Live, I think it's pretty clear that you can still compete. In the majors, it, that that's become very clear that um, even though you're only playing 14 tournaments, um, even though it's uh, just a you know a rotisserie of the same players week uh, week after week on that tour, um, and you know music in the background, a totally different atmosphere, no cuts, everything else, the best players will be able to compete in the majors, and that is that is clear. What is also clear is that if you're a Taylor Gooch type, who's uh, World ranking points are now just completely eroding. Um, if if you haven't won majors, yeah, it is. If you haven't won majors, if you go to live, uh, it's now got to a point where you're never going to even get in the majors mm. to, to try and win them if you haven't got one up your sleeve. And you can see now it's really obvious, and I've been on a couple um, radio things this week, the PGA Tour is playing hardball. Mm. They are playing for keeps. Uh, we're seeing Liv also playing for keeps with what they're doing and what they're saying. Um, the Ryder Cup is coming up. Yep. Now clearly DJ and Brooks should be playing in that on merit alone. Brooks, but, I agree with. DJ, yeah. has he played any good golf? Uh, well, he's uh, just – I think, see, if he's not a player, if he's not a pick. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he's, he'd he, be he, a pick. Well, he'd have to be a pick because the US get, uh, what is it, six automatic, yeah. six picks. Same yeah. on the uh, European side. The, the good thing for Luke Donald on the European side is he doesn't have to worry about it because yeah. none of the Europeans are playing any good. Yeah. So he won't be going down that route. Now, on the American team, you've got Brooks who qualify yeah. automatically. People are calling for Bryson and all this as well, yeah. I saw. But Bryson had one good week. He hasn't yeah. played any good golf. So, yeah. DJ, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll, okay. There's so, still three months to go, by the way. So the question is what will happen because I, th- I think the hardball will continue. You and, think and, PGA Tour will get in Zach Johnson's ear? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I, I, okay. I think 100%. Okay. And that will create – World War Four. <laughs> well, Brooks will be in anyway, seen World War so. Three already, but World War Four. Yeah. Okay, if they don't put Kepka in, well, no, he is because they they actually came out the Ryder Cup. Oh, I did thought they? Came, I thought the Ryder Cup came out and said yes, uh, you can if you qualify on points, you get in. Okay, okay. So a major then, will get you there, will it? Just uh, one major. Well, second at the Masters. Oh, I think okay. he's so he's in. Yeah, he's second on the points list already. Okay, well, he's, he's only, done. You know, he's played two tournaments okay, basically. He's done. So, all right, good. Did you see? Uh, but the others. Did you see Faxon and Chambly have a little bit of thing afterwards about this whole scenario? Because Chambly is right on the yeah. no live. You know, it's yeah. all, where's the money coming from? All that sort of stuff. They were Faxon regime. because they were talking about the Ryder Cup, and Faxon said, "Well, they're not playing for money." They're not playing for a tour. They're playing for country. And Chambly didn't have an answer for that. And that's the first time I've ever seen Chambly not have an answer. So yeah. it was a fascinating little discussion. And uh, I think I think Faxon's right. They're playing for their country. Uh, the Europeans, well, they're playing for their continent, I guess you could say. But um, 
for the, for the Americans, they're not playing for money. They're not playing for a tour. Mm. They're just playing, and they should just have the 12 best American players out there. Yeah, that's interesting because I did see Paul McGinley and Randall Shambly talking about it, and Paul McGinley went into you know, chime and verse, and he said he felt like he was always playing for his tour. And, and being, well, the Europeans, yes, they have yeah, a little bit different because they're from all, all over the place. That's yeah. right. He's, he's, and, you know, he's been a captain, a Ryder Cup captain as yep. well. Um, but he always felt like... It's my tour. Hmm. I, I'm. I, it's my tour versus, and then of course the you know, the the country yeah. thing came second. Yeah, um, well, because they're not under really. Well, they, they did they create a flag? I guess they created uh, a Euro. Yeah, the circle thing. Something the, the circle star. The circle starred thing. Yeah. European perspective. Yes, they're playing for the tour. Americans, they're just playing. They're not playing for the PGA okay. tour. They're playing for country. Well, I'm glad Kepka's in. I'm glad yeah. you. Pointed that so out I because I, I hadn't seen that. Yeah. So if they've said if you get in on points, you're in. Hmm. Well, I think that's fantastic. That's and, probably what should happen. But come picks time for Zach Johnson, the captain of yeah. the American team, that's when it's going to get interesting. Yes, we'll, so you think Jay Monahan might have a bit of a word? Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> I think he will. I, I think it's that serious okay. now. I, I, I really do. Hmm. I think it's got to a point where it's war, hmm. and, and they don't want they don't want to give an inch. They want to be the best tour. Um, and they want to keep players like Victor Hovland. You know, they want to keep players who are the best yeah, Americans kind of. They want they I, like I can never see Scheffler going across. Oh. We haven't even spoken about him. No, no. Give well, us another American player, JT. He, JT. Okay, hmm. so he's won. He's won a major. They just don't want to see him go. And to, to live. Oh, he's never going. Oh, I no, hope no, so. no, I hope no. so. He, he wouldn't go in a million years. I hope so. But no. th- this is him and Spieth and those guys, Scheffler. They're all staying. Trust me. Uh, yeah, okay. They are staying. All right, good. It's from the because the, that would <laughs> that if 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 they start getting some younger players going. So, so uh, I told you I had my friend from Texas Tech. Yeah. Um, last week, they've got the number one amateur in the world playing for Texas Tech. He's What's his the name? number one, Adberg Lud- Ludwig. Adberg. Oh, Ludwig. Yep. Yeah, I've heard about. So him. He, he's the number one player at Texas Tech. Right. Now Steve was telling me off the record, but he has been offered c- crazy money, really, to go Ooh. across to live. So they're not only attacking the best players they've got on the PGA Tour; they've got they're attacking these new guys. Now Ludwig, he's got this new college. Uh, invitation into the PGA Tour. Mm. The number one player gets your card gets you now. Straight in. Mm. So he, he's got it. And Liv, we're trying to undercut <laughs> with an enormous, an enormous amount of cash. Yeah. How old is he? At 22. Yeah, just coming out of college. 20, yeah. 22. So they, what they're well, basically saying... they got the saying, other guy, Chikara, didn't they? Same yeah, they got, they got the him. Mm. They did get him. So what they're basically saying is, listen, forget about majors, forget about everything on the PGA Tour. We will give you... Um, wealth. Yep. We will give you generational wealth, um, and 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 you won't. You know, you, you'll be all set. But still, it's not. It's not like dusty, and it's not like that's a tough decision. Oh, I mean, wow, it, you've what got a to go, You've got to really look inside and say, well, am I in this for money or am I in this for history? That's a tough one. You've got to back yourself, <laughs> you wouldn't you? Well, if he's the number one player in the country, he must be doing something right because those college players can seriously play. I mean, yeah. you look at Hovland and uh, Morikawa, and they, they were basically yeah. number ones as well. Um, the only guy who didn't really follow through was um, Matt Wolf, and he went to live, and that's perfect yeah. for him. I will say this on the live side of things for Brooks Kepka, That is the perfect tour for him because he does not care – about regular tour events. All he cares about is majors. And he's, taught, he's spoken about this where he's gone, people only, when you look back in time in the history books, they'll only count how many majors you want, not how many regular tour events. Maybe yeah. with Tiger they will, but I was looking up some stats and his winning percentage in regular tour events is something like 2.5%. 3%. I saw, I saw, the, I saw majors, this. Majors, it's 14%. 14%. Tiger and Jack, 14% in the majors. Now, yeah. Tiger had a ridiculous uh, regular tour. It was like 28% yeah. of events that he entered, he won, which is crazy. But he lives for the majors, so he doesn't care about yeah. the other events. Liv has paid him a boatload of money, nine figures, I'm sure, and he just gets to enjoy himself for the rest of the year, and then four weeks he can lock in and do his thing, and he is living the dream. It's the yeah. perfect tour for him. Other guys, I don't think it'll work. I think they'll like struggle. Gooch? Well, what I'm he saying is... He might be is, happy, but he's... Yeah, he's not in the majors. He's I not going to play a major. But for players like DJ, I don't think that'll work for the majors for him. Because, you, you know, he, warm up? I think he needs the reps and the competition and all that side of thing. Cam Smith, time will tell. Who knows? Um, it's it's we'll a really see. interesting point you make, mm. actually, because you're spot on. For Kepka, he's, he's an anomaly. 
he rises in the in to the occasion in the majors, and it's so hard to do that. Yeah, and, and when you have a quick look at his record, you know he won those four majors in the blink of an eye, in the blink mm-hmm. of an eye, and and it's been really interesting to watch him come back. I mean, the, it's the knee or the ankle, the leg, whatever it is, the, the knee on both sides, I think. Mm. Well, and he was talking about you know he got his strength back. But he didn't get the flexibility back, and now that he's got the flexibility, you know, I'm thinking, so what flexibility are you talking about? It's rotational flexibility. Mm. It's the ability to keep that left foot flat on the ground at impact and still turn through mm. that he rates. And he didn't have that early, and now he's got it again. And away he's gone. So not only he's got all his flexibility back in that leg, all the strengths back, he swings back, mm. and he well, just he, made it look easy. The other thing he's got is uh, one he's one short of his six-pack now, which remember Bryson was mm. talking to him about a while back. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, you're not that fit, you don't have abs. And he said, well, in a, I don't know if you saw the picture on social media, he posted his four uh, major trophies. He says, yeah, I'm too short of a six-pack. Six so pack. now he's one short of a six-pack. <laughs> that was the ultimate takedown. Uh, but he joined a, a very elite club oh, of five majors. See. Okay, here's the players Go who on. won five majors. Seve. Yeah. Byron Nelson, yeah. Peter Thompson, yes, bang, five bang, times bang. Peter, and then uh, James Braid names. and J.H. Taylor, who we're going way back. And, and those two names, those last two names, they're the only names really you know basically <laughs> from the old, old yes. golden crazy days before wars and everything. So it just shows you. Type, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, to be in the conversation with Byron and Peter and Seve and... You see who goes oof, next? One yes. more major? It's like Feldo. Feldo yeah. Nicholson. Yeah. Trevino. Yeah. Oh, it's, is Trevino seven Trevino or six? Six, six yeah. is he? Oh, I thought he had more as well. So, I mean, if Brooks gets the seven. He's in the upper echelon right now. He becomes a legend of the sport. Well, he kind if of already he, if is. He, if he isn't already. Really? Yeah, for sure. Uh, have you got anything else? Got, I think we're going to have to talk about Michael Block on the 10th tee. Well, we will, but uh, I was thinking about talking about Adam Scott's wardrobe, but no, we won't do that. Yeah, go on. Uh, go on. Come <laughs> on. Did you see what he was wearing? I actually asked my the, wife. The stripy, said, the stripy shirt? I said to Alana, what do you think of this? The brown pants with the red and black striped shirt. Yeah. And she goes... Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. And yeah. then other other people going, yeah, it looks quite chic, you know. Yeah, but, you know uh, what I thought? What did you when think? I saw, I thought Charlie Brown wants his top back. <laughs> that's what, that's oh, what, that's what I was thinking. Oh, God. And usually he's a, like, yeah. I love him. I love his wardrobe. Mm. I love everything he does, Adam Scott. Yeah. I really do. No, I, I love him. And you see, uh, he actually got the, the, you know, the guy who um, who does the takes of them beforehand. Oh, yes. Yeah, he, he got Adam Scott in there. He did. I saw he, that. He yeah. got Adam Scott for the first time, Cameron Smith, <laughs> Is the first time I've seen yeah. them anyway. Did the Aussie accent pretty well, I'll Did say Did the that. Aussie accent Not bad. beautifully, Not bad and I all. thought he nailed Adam Scott. Yeah. You know, he, he, I thought yeah. he was going to talk about the course, and then, of course, he was talking about himself. We need, to talk, magnificent. About, we need to talk about the Aussies. Do you want to do it before or after the 10th? Nah, we've got to do it on the 10th. Day. So okay. we've got Michael Block and the Aussies coming up on the 10th. Perfect. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Nick, I know you've heard of the Watch My Numbers app. It is brand new and it is going to dominate the golf app scene for a long, long time. If you want to improve your game, you need to know the areas you're doing well in and where you need to improve. And this app will tell you exactly that, Nick. Yeah, you're spot on, Mark. It's the most powerful database golf app in the world and it helps analyze and improve your game like never before because it uses real-time data from your rounds and highlights the areas of your game that you want to look at. You get actionable and usable info in minutes, not hours. That's really important. It's easy to use. You can set up your profile very quickly. I've done mine. And start accessing data and subscriber-only content straight away. Hmm. Who's it aimed at? Well, it's aimed at people who want to improve their game. It's for all levels of every golfer out there, particularly powerful if you're a mid to low handicapper, but it's great for the elite level and pros as well. So elite and pros as well, I like that. Watch my numbers, download it from the App Store and turn your bogeys in the birdies. Now, if you haven't checked out the Golf Clearance Outlet, then you, I can guarantee you this, are missing out. And if you have, well, you know what we're talking about. 
great time to drop in because with all the new equipment released in January, good old Sam at the Golf Clearance Outlet is licking his lips because the stores are chock full of 2023 branded clearance product. And you know that was a hell of a year for golf equipment, Nick. You're spot on there, Mark. There's heaps of gear for righties, of course, but as you know, I am a lefty, so there's a heap of gear for lefties Mm. as well, and plenty for both men and women. And if you're after a great Prezi idea, you can get gift cards in-store or online. So if you're looking for great golf gear and great prices, the Golf Clearance Outlet needs to be in your plans to go and check it out. See the team in-store at Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane and Perth, or online, golfclearanceoutlet.com.au. It's that simple, Nick. Can't wait. Hang on, hang on, Nick. I thought you were righty putting now. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> like the podcast? Oh, maybe tell a friend. Drop them a text or share it on your socials. This is Talk Birdie to Me with Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen. The fairy tale story. Okay, so that's the hole in one of the greatest Cinderella stories since Caddyshack. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, honestly. Um, and, and, you know, and, and by the way, when the shipmates take you off, I mean, that, that's now been added to the shipmates library. Mm. So if you haven't caught the shipmates doing that one, uh, go to their socials. It'll be everywhere. So good. Very, very good. Um, one, you've got to be pretty good. To actually get into the USPGA, they don't just go and pick a couple of choppers from a pro shop and, and put them in their tournament. They've they've actually got to win stuff. There is twenty PGA professionals and yep. qualify. Yeah, every single year, and you and I joked about this in the last pod that the <laughs> tournament is significantly weakened by the twenty. I think it should be that 10. Normally play. Yeah. I'm with you. 10 at the most. It's a no-brainer yeah. to make it 10 at the most. But look, it's the PGA's event and they do what they want. Mm-hmm. So we joked about that weekend's the tournament. In saying that, it was one of the most beautiful things <laughs> I've ever seen. What, is he, what yeah. happened? 70, 70, 70. He's two over par coming into 15, 15 standing yeah. on the tee. The hole in one's uh, so ridiculous, I just can't believe it, playing with Rory. The video of him being told that he was playing with Rory the day before that was incredible. Awesome, wasn't it? We just found out you're paired with Rory tomorrow. What's your reaction to that? Are you serious? Wow. That should be fine. Really? The way that uh, Justin Rose looked after him a little bit uh, in round three was just superb. And Rory McIlroy, in the end, when he made an up and down that I'm going to say – is a 10 percenter? You'd get up and down in a normal situation Yeah, maybe from there. one out of 20. Yeah, so um, a 5 percent Not even that. It was so hard from down there. And so with hard. everything on the line, I mean, he was 15th. He had to get up and yep. down. He probably didn't know the situation. He was 15th. Had to get up and down to play Valhalla next year. I reckon he knew. You I reckon have a, he knew? I have a feeling he knew. They've got the big scoreboard there. <laughs> They've probably gone, right, top four gets me in Masters. Top yeah. 15 gets me in PGA. Yeah. Top four is obviously out of yeah, it. Okay. You've, you've told me before that the TV screens give a lot away. So you, I'm... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll they show everything, those scoreboards. Okay, so was, that's interesting. So you're in you. Incredible up and down. Where did the ball land? Did the ball land in the rough or did yep. it land on the fringe? No, it landed in the rough. He, that's the only way to get it so close from bounce. where he was. Yeah, because I was surprised he went out his second shot there. He took the fairway wood, tried to cut it, and you're not going to cut it out of the rough. But he'd been doing it all it. week. He'd been doing it. Though. Yeah. I'd watched him do it all week. From the fairway or from the rough? From the oh, rough. Really? He'd okay. been chopping things out of the rough all week. And, okay. And, and you got to remember... He's not hitting nine nine into eighteen like the big boys. No. He's hit, he's cutting five woods. Yeah, I saw him cut a driver in, in the third round uh, into seventeen off the deck. I mean, it was one of the most beautiful shots. Just yeah. funneled it through the uh, the front of the green, yeah. and uh, I think he has to give twenty five hundred and six lessons to yeah. Uh, yeah. get up to how much money he won two hundred eighty eight thousand 
$333 yeah. is, what, is what he won Incredible. in US dollars. So yeah. what's that? That's getting close to uh, – that's, that's north of 400,000 Aussie. For sure. So yeah. incredible. He'll be able to buy a house somewhere, I'm sure. Um, I think, well, I don't think he teaches that much anymore. That's what they were no, saying. And he only teaches broke. people that he likes, which is, you know, that would yeah. be nice to do that, wouldn't it? But um, He's got a good shop. He owns yeah. – he's got the business. Yep. So I think, you know, he's just – He's played pretty, in a number of PGA Tour events already, about 20 over the years, and he's played PGAs before. He's never made the cut, so he wanted to fulfil his dream. And apparently he called it the greatest day of his life now. His wife and kids. Yeah. I mean, they might be saying, "Hang well, on." <laughs> I think that changed because he called it oh, the greatest okay. week of his life. Oh, so okay. I kind of got the <laughs> the wedding day and the kids being born out of the way. So oh, okay, okay. that was a good. Did you see him do a curtain call I on did. the on the eighteenth, like the baseball? So this is one of the most amazing things I've, I've I've never seen it before in golf ever. So in baseball, we've seen it before. The big hero hits a home run. He he runs around, he and, and then he goes into the dugout, you know, and high fives everybody, mm. and then they come out again and they tip their hat and the crowd goes crazy, <laughs> right? He did one of those. Yeah. Yep. So you know they'll they'll screw from from about the back nine when things were going well. He he was he was big. The hole in one changed the flip the script because it was it was his next hour. Yeah, and then the up and down. I mean, the putt that he holds. I mean, honestly, it was a. It just fell in the front edge, mm. front right edge, probably. It still it doesn't matter. It was always going to drop somehow. I thought, and, and then to to shush the crowd for Rory's putt. They still <laughs> wanted more, and he waved goodbye. Went inside his car, then came back out. And did a curtain call yeah. and just went back out and thanked everybody. Well, why I've you? never seen it before in yeah, golf. It, it's, it only, was so good. You only get you know very few moments like that in, in sport and in life, so mm. you may as well enjoy it and go ahead and do it. I All reckon. right. Just so brilliant. There's going to be a lot of single-figure golfers out there probably not happy <laughs> with what I'm about to say next. Okay, go for it. But when you play next to Justin Rose and you play next to Rory McIlroy and you're the one hitting cut five woods out of the rough into all these par fours that, you know, they're hitting wedges and nine irons yep. into. What did you? What did he look like he played off <laughs> well, he's compared around, to Rose? He was around scratch, maybe one or a two. <laughs> I reckon <laughs> but, he was a four marker. But that's, <laughs> compared to Justin that's Rose. That's what I used to look like playing against no. all these guys because they were hitting it 40 <laughs> past me all day long. So you gotta, you got you to gotta be very, very good with those longer you, clubs. You had a better action than these. <laughs> no, I mean, I a little that. flippy, loosey, uh, floosey, goosey. He putted cutty. the lights out too. He the putted fantastic. Yeah. I just, I think it's a great story. It, 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 I... I I just can't. I don't. I don't know what else to say. No, it's... I, it made me so happy. You know, I, I was explaining to Trish. This is how I explained it. So I was explaining to Trish what was going on, and he just held the putt. And I'd explained everything to him. I said, "Look, this guy is going to be selling Mars bars uh, and washing golf carts." At some stage next week, you know, I'm given not sure he will. No, yeah, he won't yeah, because he got I'm, the invite to Colonial. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But you know what I'm saying. I'm, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to explain it as, as best I could to my wife that you know he's 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 a club pro and this is the sort of stuff you do as a club pro. You know, the kid who cleans the carts don't turn up. You got to go do it yourself a lot of the time. Yep. Anyway, I was welling up. Telling the story, Were you? I was welling uh-huh. up like a like a you know, like the biggest softy of all time. I, you want to said, get the clubs back out, I think I, I didn't know how much he'd won at this stage. So I said I think he's won about a hundred thousand dollars. It ends up being so much more. I mean, yeah. honestly. So that for him, that is the moment of his career. That's the one he's going to look back on. Yep. Yep. Presumably, and go, you know mm-hmm. what? Yep. That was the one thing I go. Well, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah. Have you guys got a moment like that in yours? Uh, yeah, I've got one. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, yours will be better than mine. So wow. let me go. Let me go first. So the first time I ever did anything good in golf was coming sixth in the Australian Open um, at the Lakes, and we're playing the sixteenth there. And I've hit a shot down the left, and I'm really close to a fairway trap, but I'm not in the fairway trap. Anyway, we're getting pushed along, and the group in front's you know they've hit the ball into a water or something's happened up there, and someone said. Come on, we've got to call this group through. So I'm going, okay. So I stood aside. You know, I'm so new to it all. Raymond Floyd's in the group behind me. Now, I oh. loved Raymond Floyd. I loved him. He was yeah. he had the death stare. How many majors did he win? the death stare. He yeah. had the death stare. <laughs> he was a hero of mine, like a hero. How many majors did he win? He won a Masters. Mm, he won, won US four, Open. I'm he won thinking. three or four. So he was a god. And he was probably, you know, one of the big names. So he hits and he hits – Pretty close to where I am. Yeah, he's in the fairway. So I, I get to my ball 
And now I'm trying to work out. It's a windy day. I've got a two iron. My left foot is on the is on the fairway, and my right foot is just tippy toed. So I've got one foot, Nick, in a one foot stable, one foot on a tippy toe. I'm into a six club wind. I've got to hit it over water. I'm as <laughs> nervous as hell because I look on the leaderboard and I'm still hanging on. <laughs> I need some cash. And now by the time they clear the green, Raymond oh, Floyd is no. watching me try to hit this shot. <laughs> He's watching me try to hit the shot. So I get over the ball. I take a backswing and I think I'm okay and I've come down and I've hit the most glorious two iron oh. that started out to the right. It two came iron. back. Oh. Came back. It was into the six club wind and it went to six feet. Oh, how good are you? Anyway, I'm trying to stay cool. Right, I'm just trying to stay cool. The crowd is cheering. You're building this story beautifully. Right, the crowd is cheering. And now it's time for me to look at Raymond. And I looked up at Raymond and he just got his visor and he just went like uh, that to me, like that. Uh, and that was the most beautiful uh, feeling. You know, you know, he just yeah. docked his hat, docked his visor a little bit to me. Yeah. A little bit like Tiger did to Rory on uh, St. That's Andrews, right. remember that? That's right. Yep. And honestly, I could have walked across that water. <laughs> I was feeling so good. <laughs> 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 you know, I got to the putt, it was a big curler, and I've knocked the putt in as well. So wow. that was, that was you know, I went to the seventh tee like nothing could go wrong. That and is part incredible. last two and came sixth. Mm. Anyway, go on. Give it. Give me your one because yours uh, will just top mine. Well, I think I've mentioned it before. My best and worst moments happened within an hour of each other. Worst was um, I missed a three foot putt to win the Australian PGA, and an hour later, I hold a bunker shot to uh, to win in the playoff. Australian PGA in a playoff over Peter Lonard. So, but uh, I'll, I'll give you actually. Yeah, come on. I'm going to give you my caddies one yeah, because yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. I've told this story before. But we're playing the Presidents Cup, yeah. Montreal, Wilbur. Yeah, just before or after Woody's fallen into the into the water, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember actually. Two stories from the yeah, same event. Yeah, this exactly. is good. But uh, Wilbur is waiting for me outside the locker room, and he's got my clubs and everything. I'm in there getting my shoes on and everything like this, and uh, he's making some air swings, you know, because a left-handed club. So he's flipped them upside down, yeah. and he's swinging because Wilbur's got the hooks. He just can't hit a fade, <laughs> so he's giving it the big hold off, the big sevy hold off. <laughs> Try <fade>. not. <laughs> anyway, trying to trying to do all this. Anyway, here's a voice behind him going, "Oh, I'm trying to hit fade." Zardia, he turns around and it's the golden bear himself. Oh, yeah, Jack joking. For the next five minutes, Jack gave him a lesson no! on, on how to hit fades. No, he did not. <laughs> Wilbur is standing there thinking, I need someone to take a photo yes. or a video of this. Oh Otherwise, no one's God. I, I walk out of the locker room and just as I walk out, I see this golf cart driving off and Jack's in it. He says, you will never believe what just happened. Oh. <laughs> he says it was the greatest golfing experience of his life. Oh, so that is so good. Have a lesson off the bear. I tell you what, if you've got a great... Great golfing experience that you've never expected mm. happen. Uh, put it on our socials. Yeah, we might absolutely. even give you a call if it's oh, any. Good. If, if we, we might even give you a call if it's extraordinary. That would be brilliant. Right, we haven't spoken about the Aussies just yet. Uh, let's go at the top. Cam Davis. What does it do for his confidence, Nick? You know, incredible. Well. I'll tell you what it does do. Uh, it gets him in the top 50 in the world rankings, the Whoa. official world golf rankings. Wow. Went from 68 to 49, so it gets him in the US Open. Great. Also gets him in the Masters next year because yeah. it was, a, what was it, tied fourth, shot 65. I don't know if you saw the last hole. He left that putt just on the edge, yeah. just for outright fourth. That would yeah. have been great. But, yeah. uh, you know, at the start of the week, his ball striking is perfect for this golf course, and he... It wasn't a, a great week in the first three rounds. I mean, he was steady, 71, 70, 71, and then 65 lit mm. it up on Sunday. So I didn't realise how long he hit the ball. Yeah, he's long. I, I had no idea that he, he was it. one of the mm. boys. I had no idea. I thought he was For up sure. there. Mm. Yeah, I thought he was in like the top – I thought he was in that 80 to 90 percentile. I didn't realise he was in the 90 to 100 percentile. Yeah, right well, and yeah. he clearly is. No, for sure. And he's, he hits the highest. He has the highest ball flight on tour as well. So perfect for those Handy. wet, softer golf courses. Cam Smith. Cameron Smith, he also had a 65 to finish off his week. He led the tournament in strokes game putting. So mm, if no he had driven the ball well, I mean, look out. He did drive the ball obviously much better on mm. the final round. But uh, up until then, he found the rough a fair bit. Uh, uh, watch out for him for the Open. Yes. 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 Not the US Open. Hoy Lake. The Open, mm-hmm. yeah. Hoylake, yep. Hoylake is is not a tight one. Mm. 
and yeah. might help. Maybe. Uh, Minwoo Lee, this is a good story because uh, he finished tied 18th, but he earns special temporary membership mm. on the PGA Tour now, which means he can get unlimited invites into Massive. tournaments. Normally you're only allowed seven invites. You can play a maximum of 12, but now he can play as many. Massive. The other guy who got the same thing, uh, special temporary membership, was Ryan Fox, the New Zealander. So good for yeah. him as well. Adam Scott, the best or worst dress, depending on how you uh, look at it. I'll tell you what, that first day, he played a beautiful round of golf for 17 holes. That's right. Right. 17 and a half holes. That's right. Pulled it in the bunker on 18, makes double, yeah. and all of a sudden the wind just went out of his it. sails. That was it. The, the, the um, six he made on 18 round oh, one was the end horrible. of his event. Yeah. Um, tied 29th. Uh, Lucas Herbert also made the cut uh, tied 40th. Uh-huh. And two guys, two Aussies to miss was Jason Day, who I cannot believe didn't play a practice round or at the very least go and walk the course with a putter and a wedge. Now, here you are. You have to do that. Here you are. There's no pro-am. Mm-hmm. You know, you can sleep in on Monday. Uh, you can get the private jet on Tuesday morning. <laughs> if you want, it's your jet. You've just won, you yeah, know, the true. Warren Nelson. Uh, you can fly in. Uh, the sunlight is there. You could. It's getting dark at 9.30. You can play nine holes on Tuesday evening. If you want, you can just walk the Go other night. Go for a night. walk. That is the best thing to do. Any course I've never seen before, I yeah. always walked it first rather yep. than played it. Yep, that's right. I mean, Great idea. I know all the time, sometimes I had to qualify on Monday early in my career on the Mondays mm. and you would get to the golf course and there was a full field going yep. on the Sunday. So I was quite often I would just go to each tee and just see where the tees were pointing because, you know. Get your lines off the tee. Golf course designers by nature are mongrels. You know, if there is <laughs> if there is trouble on the right, they will point the rectangular tee towards the trouble. And quite often you have to hit across the tee is the terminology I use anyway. So mm. I would just make a little note that this tee points out to the right. You've just got to do something. Yep. yep. you just got to do something. So why didn't he? Yeah, he was uh, pretty tired after Yeah, winning. he wanted to be mentally fresh for the tournament and unfortunately that led to a first round 76 and he never recovered. Chasing so, his tail. Yeah, real tough one. But he's that. had such a good year already, so we'll give him a bit of a break, but it was very Gee. surprising for a major. I mean, I'd get, I'd, he'd get up. He'd get up. And he's, to. This, this is the other thing. He's already won back-to-back times twice on the PGA Tour. So yeah, you mentioned that before. Let's go mm. three times. I mean, that's what I'd be thinking. Mm, for sure. Anyway. Uh, and the other one was Dave Michaluzzi, 76-73. So a good comeback on the Friday, but unfortunately he missed the cut in his first major, but great experience mm. for Mika. Well done. Hey, any, uh, other, any other news one results? One little thing, just uh, something on the side, is Gabby Ruffles uh, played the Epsom Tour, but we're not talking about that. She actually won the qualifier for the US Women's Open. Yeah, she's a star. Uh, uh, which is at Pebble Beach this year oh, as well. So how, how good, good is that for her to qualify for the US Women's Open? So that'll yeah. be an amazing event so, for her. So, so we got how about the two courses they've got the next two majors? They've got Boulders Roll mm. and Pebble Beach. Oh, I tell you, the women's majors, you want to play those rather than the men's. Although LA Country Club, the US Open, I've never played there, but I hear it's fantastic yeah, on the okay. men's side. Mm. Uh, don't wear your shorts at LA Country Club. Long no pants, shorts? Long pants okay. only. Probably no black socks then as well. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, righto, is it time for the top five? Yes, top five this week, and it's uh, a little bit of an ode to Brooks Kepka. Yeah, be careful here in the title. Okay. Thank you. Be okay. careful. It's the top five players who look... Like they don't give a flying toss. Well done. Okay. You nailed it. Was that well good? done. That was good. That was good. It was dangerous. Yes, it was very dangerous. Uh, looks as though the care factor is not really high, but trust me, they do care. This, this was an easy list to compile, too. It kind of was. It came off my. It just went bang. Bang. Yeah. yeah At number on. five, yeah. uh, this is a you know, bit off, off the shelf Laura Davies. Yeah. Always enjoyed watching Laura because it looks as though she just. Couldn't care too much. Could not care less. Just would whack the driver on yep. the tee. Yep. But build a nice little no clump of dirt. Just yep. pop the ball on there and hit driver off the deck. I was mean, she a, was she a driver whacker or a heel jammer? Because I, I reckon I've seen her a couple of times at Thirteenth Beach. She would just get the, get heel. the heel. Yeah, well, maybe she was both. Heel. I don't know. I'm I'm more of a, <laughs> a, a, a I, do, I do that with my fairway woods, five wood, three wood, where I whack. Why the do turf. you do that? Oh well, if you set the ball slightly down in the ground, you get a little knuckleball happening. No, no spin. No spin on the ball. Thank so you. It goes Thank further. You. There's Thank a little you. tip yeah, for you. One. Well. That was a good one. <laughs> Get knuckleball t-shirts. <laughs> with a three-wood. With a three-wood, yeah. Lovely, yeah. Wouldn't, I'm not sure I'd try it with a driver, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's number five. Number four, hard to go past uh, John Daly. Yeah. 
He, uh, I played, I played with John on the uh, PGA Tour a few times, and loveliest guy. Obviously, had some demons off yeah. off the golf course, but yeah, just couldn't care less. Really, yeah. just had a cigarette in his hand, and as we later found out, he always had a Coke can in his hand and had yeah. something else in that Coke yeah, can. It wasn't Coke. Do you know it was a <laughs> when he was with Wilson? Uh, whoever was looking after him at Wilson ended up being his. Bourbon caddy, I think is all the ones. Oh, okay. So, so he would just carry around the bourbon for John, <laughs> and he would he would just wander over, yep. and he'd get his top coke, it up, top it sipped up, up top, topped up with bourbon. Beautiful, anyway. or vodka, one or the other. Yeah. Well done, very good. All right, number three, uh, not hard here. Dustin Johnson, yes. Care factor is not very high with DJ, but uh, you know he plays that caveman type golf, yeah. sea ball, hit ball. Very he, looks good. Like, he looks like he walks like a cowboy, you know, with the spurs on, and he's got mm-hmm. those, you know, the, the leather things yeah. over his jeans. And he walk, he's walking into a saloon. <laughs> he's That's a what he looks singer, like to yeah. me. If you look up on YouTube, uh, there's a video of him uh, telling people how to hit a fade, and all he says as well. I just think feed. I tell you who to feed. Okay, great. Uh, number two, well, we've got to go for the PGA champion himself, Brooks Kepka. Yeah. How he plays down the stretch in these clutch moments is impressive. The one that really impressed me was on 16 when Hovland uh, was having all his trouble in, in the bunker. As soon as Hovland's ball got on the fairway, 10 seconds later, Brooks's ball is in the air on the yeah. green. It's just bang, I'm away. Mm. And uh, for him, he almost needs to slow down a little. He just loves to play yeah. fast and get things done and play with that very carefree attitude. Same thing happened on the 72nd hole. He was watching Hovland and waiting and waiting and waiting. They were back and forth to their caddy. He finally hit the 8-iron and then they almost missed him hitting his 9-iron <laughs> or whatever it was. He, did, he just went straight away yeah. and hit the best. He hit the most beautiful finisher. That tournament was mm. over. Yeah, it was what, two shot lead, just yeah. put it right of the pin and away yep. you go. And over. number one on the list, Mr. Cool. Hard to go past yep. the great Freddie Couples. I would, just, have, I would have thrown my phone at you if you didn't have him number one. <laughs> <laughs> no, very relaxed guy and uh, he was a lot of fun to play with out on the golf course. Played with him a few times and and he is uh, how he looks, just mystical. It looks as though he doesn't care, but trust me, he is very nervous. He's got the, you know, he lifts the shoulders up and he's got all the hitch of the pants and stuff like that. That's just his little ticks, his mannerisms, but yeah. it looks as though he's playing very carefree golf. So the five top players who look like they don't give a flying toss. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, time for the masterclass. It's my turn this week. I'm a We saw Corey Connors and we saw Victor Hovland just stuff it right up on the 16th <laughs> hole. Well, they did. Well, yeah. They, they really did. The, well, they did. You think about Corey, was, he was cruising oh, round three. I tell you what, the more I watched his swing, the more I wanted to see slow-mos, and I reckon the people producing the event did the same thing. And when they put it into slow-mo, gee, my God, that right elbow coming into his, his stomach and the club just comes down on one path, the shaft on one path the whole way. You don't see that very often. Drawing right. the ball these mm. days, he was the only drawer who was any good in the first three rounds. Yeah, it looks as though he's backswing, the body stops, and the arms just keep going, and yeah. then he starts down. And but oh, geez, it was silky. Anyway, we get away from Corey. Uh, there's a couple of methods for uh, fairway trap play, and it's very dependent on what sort of a lie you've got. Now, if you've got a perfect lie, it is very basic. You don't need to dig in too much unless it's a really fluffy uh, sand. Uh, and basically, you are a sweeper. That's my view, anyway. When it is a beautiful lie, mm-hmm. in fact, you can almost just do what you want. If it's a beautiful lie, it's as simple as that. But the main thing when you get into a bunker is you've got to look at that lip and there has to be a rock solid estimation for what will come out of that bunker first. So if it looks like you can only get a seven iron out, but you need a five iron, tough, Mm -hmm. bad luck. You're hitting a seven iron. And at the very best, you might be hitting it very hard and hopefully it gets on the front edge and you can do something. Now, the one where people get stuffed up is the bad lie in a bunker. Now, I've seen a couple of really good methods for, for doing this okay. lately. Um, one is your leading foot is the only foot that you go in with in the sand. So that promotes a slightly downward blow. I've tried this myself and okay. it works an absolute treat. So as a right hand, you dig your left foot in a little more than the right. That's right. Okay. The right the right actually stays up and mm-hmm. the left you shuffle about and put it in and that creates the descending blow required to hit a shot out of a bad lie. The other one is you put the ball back, but you don't have to put the ball very back much, mm-hmm. I don't think, when you when you've got the left hand when you've got the left foot lower on purpose. Uh, the other one, now the great Jack Nicholas, I heard him say this years ago and I agree with it, is just quiet feet. Yeah. So if you've got nice quiet feet, 
I think that promotes a nice quiet rhythm and a rhythm that is kind of required when you're not desperate. You know, I think desperation in fairways, mm. traps, it, just the thought of it ruins so many shots. It's think, not as hard as people think. I think Hovland got a bit desperate. He went after that yeah. one a little mm. bit too much, didn't no he? No doubt. Mm. No doubt. So desperation is a big killer in the fairway trap. Sometimes you've got to take your medicine, uh, but look out for the video on the socials and I'll explain that left foot from a bad lie a little bit better. So what are the next couple of majors we've got to look forward to, Nico? Uh, on the men's side, the US Open LA Country Club in mm. California. Looking forward to that. And on the women's side, yeah, they're at Bolter's role for the Women's PGA Championship, mm. KPMG Women's PGA. And um, that's late June. So a lot of okay. golf. And then I think the US Open's not far after that for the women as well. Yeah, okay. Mm. Hey, can I tell a uh, listener just a little secret? Uh, our first top five was going to be the Nico Who <laughs> top five, all <laughs> right? The Nico Who. Was that because of Michael Block? Because of Michael Block, okay. all right? So you, you, you would have come in at number five on that list because okay, when you thanks. finished fifth fifth at the Australian Open, the Metro, back page of Herald Sun said, Nico, who? After yeah. you're leading halfway. <laughs> all right, so, so then you've got Michael Block. Okay. I think you've got Francis We Met as the number He's one. He's got to be number one. Nico yeah. Who. Yeah, the greatest player. If you could help played. us out, we got stuck. We only came up with three. We need two more Nico Who's <laughs> to finish our top five. And if you can do that for us, we'll give you big credits in next week's top five. The Nico it. Who top five. It's a player it. who's come out of nowhere. Ah. Ah, Pretty yes. simple. Player who's come out of nowhere and no one knew who it was in, in a big event. It's yeah. got to be got to qualify. It's got to be Australian Open, yeah. USPGA. Got to carry their own bag as or well. Or a US <laughs> Open. Yeah. Uh, you, Chad, you called the wife for the show. You, the business was there. Quick, smart to, oh, yeah. to help you out the rest of the week. Well done to the Aussies. Great stuff, Brooks Kepka and Michael Block. My goodness. Mm, incredible. We'll, we'll see. Um, imagine if he – hey, you know – where he's playing next week suits short hitters. It does. Imagine, imagine if he had a top 10. Oh, good, good luck. Good luck to him. See you next time. Cheers, mate. Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen's podcast talk birdie to me live from the Australian Golf Centre, home of the PGA of Australia and Golf Australia. We'd love you to follow us on all the socials and rate and review the podcast and share it with a friend. Talk Birdie to me's executive producer is Dan Bradley at Kaizen Media. Sound design, Daryl Misson at loudzebra.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.